too many other churches today just don't preach the gospel anymore. This book right here is all the truth you will ever need. You don't need to know calculus or chemistry or anything about medicine at all. Anything outside of this text is just superfluous. That's why we have all given up books, TV, movies, storytelling, science, American history, and politics. And this is The Bible After Hours. Can you hear me? Is this thing on? Okay, good. I am the foul-mouthed preacher, and this is the underground church. The word vulgar originally just meant to speak the language of the people. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm, I'm not going to be dropping the F-bomb every other word, but I'm going to speak like a normal person would. Disclaimer, if you do have kids in the car, um, I will be foul-mouthed. The church above, the mainstream church mostly, is afraid to admit when it's wrong. Not all of them, of course, but... In an attempt to assert their own power and control, they prevent those with gender dysphoria from getting the help they need. They deny children a proper education of how biology actually works and have cost people their very lives simply by refusing to wear something on their face. Because that's just such a big deal. Totally worth another human life. Because the Bible did say that man was not made in God's image and we shouldn't care about the lives of other men. Oh, wait, nope. That's that's the opposite again. They, they tend to do that of just going against the Bible completely and acting like they only want to stick to word for word, literal translation, except for these parts we don't like that speak directly to the things we're doing that's wrong. Of course. Yeah, of course, those don't really count. I was one of those Christians, though, so I, I can't mock them too much. Um, in fact, I, I do want to reiterate, not every church is like this. This is like just the mainstream evangelical churches that the media portrays. There's a lot of good evangelical churches, even. But I was one of the bad ones. I was one of those toxic evangelical Christians that were part of that toxic culture, and I even perpetuated it. I hated the idea of evolution. Like, it actually made me angry. Um, initially... I did things that would just harm the environment simply in denial of the science behind climate change because we all know that that's just liberal woke agenda stuff. Like, I just, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. I even bullied people in the LGBTQIA plus community. I, I hate to admit that, but I did. I was a bully. I was mean. Um, I probably committed slander a few times. It, it was just cruel and unloving the way I was. And it was because I knew that the science was wrong and that they were just choosing to hate Jesus with their identity. Really, they're, they're just going out of their way to hate some guy that, that just vaguely might exist as far as they're concerned. You know, I, I think there's a lot of proof behind Jesus, but I mean, that, given what they believe, a lot of people believe, not, you know, there's plenty of LGBTQIA plus Christians, but the liberal secular media that everybody's concerned about the people you're talking about don't even really think Jesus is there. So why would they hate him so much? They're trying to attack him. And why are they attacking him with by calling themselves something that they don't believe? Like, uh, none, none of that makes any sense. All that to say, I am beyond thankful that God found me, that I repented. I changed my ways, that I, I no longer do those things. And I'm really glad it happened before the year 2020 when COVID-19 hit so hard. Because I would not know how to live with the guilt of potentially costing other people their lives during the height of the coronavirus pandemic, which is what a lot of people did. A lot of people in this evangelical community, and I don't blame them, I blame the system, really. 
a lot of them cost other people their lives because they were convinced that science was the bad guy, that the media was the bad guys, and that in order to love Jesus, they have to be against the media and against this. And they just bought into this culture so much that when science and liberal media said, we got to wear masks because it increases the chance of other people's lives, they found every excuse they could. Every Well, there are some scientists that say maybe it doesn't just to not wear a mask, just to not wear a fucking mask. Like, even if it was a 0.0001% chance to save someone's life, you can't put a fucking piece of cloth on your face? Come on. And they want to talk about the new generation and the liberals being weak. That's fucking pathetic. You can't put a cloth on your face to save another human life. And yet you're going to call yourself pro-life in the next breath. You're full of shit. It's what you are. Um, and I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to anybody in particular, any groups out there. I'm, I'm not trying to hate on the evangelical church. Again, there's a lot of beautiful, good churches out there that were hardcore conservative that did the coronavirus right, that did the mass thing right. So I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking like the, to the people who were like me, about the people who were like me, and those churches, and that kind of toxic environment. It cost people their lives simply because they confused their religion, their faith, Christianity, with kind of a political movement. With They, they combined it with republicanism and with being anti-science and anti-establishment so much that they lost the love that's supposed to represent all of Christianity. And they cost people their lives. Now I've learned the folly of my ways. I embrace the scientific method even when I read the Bible. I, you know, I put it to the test. Um, I, I learned about environmental sciences. I've become an activist for green energy. Um, I've been able to help others see Jesus as something other than a stumbling block for the progression of society. Because I'm able to show Jesus as someone who loves. I'm able to show in the Bible where it says to care for the world, to care for the planet. And I've learned more about the creator and developed a closer relationship to God through science. Because I've understood science better and I stopped viewing it as the enemy, I was able to see what might be right about climate change. I was able to see the parts of the Bible that kind of support that we need to take care of the planet and put those things together. You know, I'm able to see the parts of the Bible that kind of clearly show Genesis 1 and 2 aren't the same story, so neither of them should be taken literally. Kind of seems like the author did that on purpose. I then look at evolution and go, okay, yeah, no, actually, this makes a lot of sense. I, I was able to see the parts where it says, if someone asks for your coat, give them, you know, give them two. I was able to see you says, turn the other cheek and say, hey, if someone asked me to wear a cloth because it might save someone's life, maybe I'll just wear an entire fucking face shield. Because why wouldn't I do everything to show love to other people? Why wouldn't I do everything to preserve life? Overall, the church today is seen, especially in America, as ignorant and anti-science. Um, I know too many people that have left the faith because, sci because the science that the church demanded they denied seemed so obviously true that they thought the church just must be full of shit. And in those cases, they were right. I know too many people who want to be a part of a religious community but feel like they can't because they value science and a proper understanding of evolution. Gender dysmorphia is something, you know, they, they think understanding this stuff could save lives and they're, they're right and they think the church is against it. And a lot, a lot of the church above is. The reputation that the church is intolerant of people who disagree with them because they wish to save lives is a true, true tragedy. The church's reputation should be above that. The Bible says to, to be above even people being able to say what you're doing is evil. Be above the very appearance of evil is what the Bible says. And 
Instead, a lot of the church is just fucking around costing people their lives. Instead, the church above is fucking around making a fool of themselves trying to show that they're anti-evolution. They're fucking around just making an ass of themselves. And that's the representative of Christ on the earth today. People look at the church and they think, wow, God must just be fucking around. God must not care about us. God must be this ignorant buffoon if he exists. And that's tragic. The church as a whole has a long history of getting its relationship with science right sometimes and wrong at different times. You know, we have a long, complicated history of the church and science and philosophy and all that. Augustine, in his time, said that we should shut up about things outside of what we know. He was actually pretty good at only talking about theological things within the frame of what is theological, biblical, religious framework and not trying to comment on the things that aren't. Um, and th there was an evolutionist, actually, um, a, a creation evolutionist. He believed God ordained evolution. And he wrote part of the fundamentalist papers in America just a couple hundred years ago, not even 200 years ago. So evolution was even seen to be okay by fundamentalists not that long ago. Men like C.S. Lewis were always huge advocates for science, and many colleges in America were actually found by Christian organizations because they valued science. But then there's the bad stuff, right? There's Galileo, who was accused of heresy. His book was banned because he thought the earth might be round, and the Bible says something about God holding the earth still or, or holding the moon still, which if we know the the sun's not moving, holding the sun still. If we know the sun's not moving, well, then why did God have to hold it still? Ah, oh, see, we know that it must be the sun's moving, the earth is still, and the earth is flat. And there's so many other things that they're like, the Bible kind of insinuates that the earth is flat and that the sun goes up and down. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you're just misunderstanding the point. Maybe that's what the writers thought. And it's not an inerrant, spiritually dictated book, but it's a book, again, of people struggling with their relationship with God, trying to understand it, that we can build on that relationship. So a misunderstanding of what the Bible is caused people to accuse Galileo of heresy, ban him, and put him straight up put him through hell because he thought the earth was round, which now we know it is. Darwin, Charles Darwin, he was kind of faith curious for a long time. You know, he had a he had a complicated past with his faith. We don't know what would have come of it if nothing happened. But because of his discovery of natural selection and the books that he wrote and the stuff that he theorized that he didn't even, you know, he hypothesized, the church attacked him so hard. He was afraid to show up at church. He was afraid to show up at certain places. They, they, they took someone who, who was on the border and drove him as far away from the church as possible. That is just sad. Because you have a misunderstanding of your Bible because you're afraid of science, afraid of things challenging your worldview, you cast these people aside. You put them through hell. You make them live the rest of their lives miserable simply for discovering something about God's creation. Maybe, rather than throw around verses about how we can see God in creation or anything like that, maybe there's a different way to go about this. I want to highlight three issues today as examples. This is just popular things that the church attacks. So we're going to talk about evolution, gender dysmorphia, and the coronavirus vaccines. Evolution. So there's two issues here, really. One is the age of the earth, and the other is evolution itself. Um, a lot of the church's arguments against evolution are really arguments against geology. Um, it's more about the church's arrogance than it is reality. So around the 1600s, modern geology kind of began. A lot of shit happened. 
we kind of discovered fossilized rocks. We discovered basically how isotopes work. We, we, we discovered there's a certain ratio of a chemical can only exist by a decay of another chemical in a natural setting within certain rocks. Um, and because we know that, we know that certain ratios could only exist because of that. And we know that certain ratios indicate a certain amount of decay and are able to age rock from that. It's incredible. It's been proven time and time again. And they kind of said, hey, the Earth is actually extremely fucking old, is what they discovered. But someone in the church at some point went through the Bible, tracked genealogies, and said, oh, the Earth has to be this old. Mind you, genealogies at the time that it were written, and if you go through the Bible and compare genealogies, they straight up skip people if it's not relevant to what they're talking about. So we know that the genealogies aren't complete. Um, on top of that... It's not the fucking point of the genealogies. And they're assuming that this guy, Adam, in the beginning is an actual literal person when the word Adam is just Hebrew for mankind. So that kind of seems like a fucking insane assumption. And then that thing about Genesis 1 and 2 I mentioned earlier. So when they're talking about the age of the earth, there really is no biblical argument for it to be a young earth. No good one. Um, I know other people disagree, but I just don't see it. The other assumption is that Genesis 1 and 2 were literal historical accounts. Because of this, evolution couldn't happen because God said he made things in a certain order and he didn't say anything about evolution. Genesis 1, the order goes, creation was made in a certain way, and then man and woman was made on the same day. Genesis 2 says man was made, and then creation was made after man, and then woman was made. Those genealogies, like that, that timeline doesn't work from one chapter to the next. The author did that intentionally so you wouldn't be confused and look at these stories and think this is actually what happened and rather see them as stories that are more metaphors with a point. It really couldn't be more clear than that. Okay, so let's look at gender dysmorphia. I know this is a hot button issue. People in the network disagree heavily on this one um, from my understanding. So the Bible says that God made them male and female. He made them. Many people confuse their genders today or feel like they might not have been right, born with the right sex. That's sort of the issue. The Bible says God made them male and female. There's husband and wife. And in reality, everybody's born either male or female. It's kind of the argument. But we have a lot of people saying that they're not sure, that they don't feel like the gender or the sex that they were born as. This is, there's a lot of bad assumptions here, too. A lot of these arguments are just the church's assumptions and being too arrogant to give up those assumptions. They assume that it says God made them male and female, and there's no other answer. They just male and female, because that's how God made them. They assume sin didn't affect genetics. They assume a lot about how human bodies work, because that's just what makes sense to them, because they've never had to experience the shit that transgender people have gone through. Right? But there is no place in the Bible that says that. There's no place in the Bible that says you're sinning if you're a man and you think that you might actually be a woman. That just doesn't fucking exist. There's a lot of verses about confusion and stuff, and I know that they put out that out there. But, guys, there's, there's people born with all kinds of genetic, like, mutations and mishaps and just terrible things that, that some we were able to fix, some we are not. Some were able to, you know, see the diversity and love people because of their uniqueness. I think this should fall into one of those. You know, there is, there's nothing saying that this should be a sin. There's a lot of assumptions made. And the fact is that there are men with penises and uteruses. There are people who are born with both the genitalia. There are men 
who are born with women breast. These things happen. And a lot of the art pushback is, oh, that's just so rare. That shouldn't count. The Bible said he made them male or female. Your argument is that, which means there's no exceptions. But here is an exception, which means your argument is wrong. But those are minor exceptions. It proves the rule. Okay, so are the people who are claiming to be transgender. That's not a lot of people. That argument's just fucking dumb. And I respect people who disagree with me. I do, but I just don't see any logic in that. I think it's just because people are afraid and they put their own fear and confusion and they value their own security over another person's life. We know people who experience gender misphoria who get all this hate. The suicide rate's much higher. It's because of a lot of people in the church treating them like shit, making them feel bad because they're confused. Whether you believe this stuff or not, if you think you have the answer, help them. If you think they're just sinning, love them like you would a smoker or any other sinner. Stop with the hate. If you're able to see what I'm saying and see that, hey, no, there there are exceptions to these rules of man and female, maybe provide them some spiritual wisdom, love, guidance, prayer, be there for them. And even better yet, I think if the church just kind of understood and saw the science, we'd actually be able to be centers of help here, championing the cause, and the church might be seen as just a little bit less ignorant. Then there's coronavirus. For me, the coronavirus vaccines and the church's response is kind of the, the tip of the iceberg on this. Um, and again, not all churches. In, fa in fact, I don't even think a majority. But the fact that this was seen in such strokes, like, such words, like, it's just disgusting. And it never even made sense. It has nothing to do with the Bible or anything. It's just simply because the churches got so used. There were a lot of, you know, Christians that are cultural Christians, I guess is what you should say, are so used to being against science and against the institutes that they didn't question that they should be against the vaccines. That these vaccines are just a ploy, that the mask is just a ploy, all this shit. And it's a fundamentally anti-biblical stance. The Bible says, you know, if someone asks you, go give them three. You know, it, it says to do all you can for people. Paul even states that we should avoid meat if it offends other people. So it should be obvious that we should wear masks if it would help not offend other people. It should be obvious that we should take a vaccine if it's going to help other people feel more comfortable and loved. And as like the church cares, the church should have been the champion of the vaccine. And yet instead, so many people in the church just took a blatant anti-science stance, cost people their lives, made the church look more ignorant, turned more people away from God, and it was just disgusting. If the church believes that human lives really do have value and that they really are made in the image of God, like so many people say when we're talking about women's rights to abortion and the pro-life people, that's, that's what they like to say. I agree. Humans have life. We're all made in the image of God. I, I'm there with them on that then we should certainly value human's life enough to slightly inconvenience ourselves, even if there's only a minuscule chance that wearing a mask could help. If there's just a minuscule chance that getting a vaccine can help, that should be what the church is for. The church should be investing into evolutionary sciences to help discover how different medicines can help the human race if we truly care about human life the way we say. We should be going out there with 
addressing people with gender dysphoria who are at high risk of suicide and other health and psychological problems and offering them help, paying for them to go to psychologists and get what they need, paying for their surgeries even. The church should be buying into science and championing it for the better of all human lives because we believe in Imago Dei, because we believe that all human life has value. We should be championing science more than anyone. This is truly one of the saddest topics to talk about for me. I hope I didn't offend anybody. I hope I didn't come off too angry. Again, I know so many churches that are doing so many good things here that are championing science, that are truly valuing human lives and not just seeing it on one side, denying science and costing people their lives on the other. I know so many good churches. But when I see the news and I see these churches and these other people that I know who aren't getting a vaccine because the government or because, oh, science, or, you know, or, or just straight up hateful, doing hate speech to the LGBTQIA plus community because they simply just don't even understand, A, the Bible's not against transgender, B, they don't understand the science of transgenderism, and C, they haven't thought about all the implications of people who actually have biological defects or whatever you want to call it, like clearly clearly deserve to be part of this discussion it just it truly it hurts me it saddens me i love the church i love these people i love the lgbtqia plus community and i love those who are trying to throw hate at them and i just want to see something change and it starts with us find something that you may have initially reacted to with distrust that the scientific community is championing if there's anything that science has said recently that you're like, ah, I'm not so sure about that, or that initially you paused, really research that side you disagree with. Maybe you're going to find your side to be completely valid, but you'll end up being open to the idea that you could be wrong. Or if you've never thought about the other side seriously about like stem cell research, for example, abortion in the first trimester, gender dysmorphia, evolution, anything like that, do some research, really struggle with why you believe what you believe. And even if you come out stronger what you believe hey awesome if you come out thinking maybe the other side has a point and maybe i'm costing people their lives that's cool too do something about it be willing to change your beliefs or be willing to hold on to your beliefs and find a way to help those who disagree with you regardless of where you end up on this if you find that hopefully if you find that your side was right all along it'll at least help you better sympathize with those on the other side and hopefully if you find that you're wrong you might be willing to change your stance, willing to embrace science and a few other areas, because I truly believe that that's better for all mankind. And that's the best way that we could show we believe in the image of God in every man and the value of human life. Because I don't, I don't want you to share this on your public social media accounts or anything like that. It might offend some people, and that's not, that's not why I do this. What I do want you to do, I want you to share with one friend or family member who you think might benefit from this conversation Start a conversation with them over this. Don't just share it to them. Talk to them about it. Guys, let's bring science back to the church. Let's get the church to be back to being known as the people of the book. Back to being the people who are starting colleges. The ones that value intelligence. And let's bring the church back to the common people. Thank you for listening. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, go to the website in the description below. If you'd like to check out other shows like this, be sure to subscribe to the network.